Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I miss you. I miss you too. This is the thing, isn't it? The school holidays. It's difficult. We don't get to see each other really. We've obviously had like one day in the whole of the seven weeks holiday together. I know. I know. It's crazy. But what a day that was. I mean, we've I got to talk about that. We we finally got all the kids together and Luna and Axel, who bearing in mind spent every single day together for the first eight months of their lives, mm-hmm. haven't seen each other for probably, what, a year? Yeah, I'd say maybe even a little bit longer. Oh, God, they were cute. I know. They're so cute. And they're actually quite similar, aren't they? They're like both quite, you know, competitive and quite. Yeah, it's just funny. I know, don't very Luna. I was yeah. like, Jesus wept. I said to her, I was like, is this what I look like when I'm doing things to, to win? And she was like, Yes, mommy. And I, I kept saying to her, I was like, not everything is a competition. And she was like, Everything is a competition. <laughs> I was like, shit, I've created a monster. Wow. <laughs> Oh my but they're goodness. the same. They wanted two medals each because they'd won two. two. We did this oh, little like um, kind of a sports day setup thing where they were doing sort of egg and spoon and sack races and stuff. And Luna and Axel were basically just competing against each other. Gigi and Kit were crying because they weren't yeah. winning. And they wanted medals. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to get the kids together, it was. together though, wasn't it? Was it was really good, yeah. Do you know what I've actually been doing this morning? I have been pretending that nobody lives in my house because we're actually putting our house on the market this Um, is big news this is such a weird thing for us to do at this time of year and it's really not a good time to do it but you know when things happen you just have to do it and then you realize how much crap you have I'm not joking if you look when it goes on when it goes live or whatever on right move wherever it'll be you'd look at the house and you'd be like oh no kids live there but actually out of shot I'm not joking I've just got black sacks full of crap (laughs) that I've basically just like moved out the way as the estate agent's been taking photos so I'm just like staging and that's what that's what everyone must do surely surely Noah's house is like immaculate all the time I mean I completely I'm on your page with it but I do think it's so weird if you ever go around to people's houses and it's like a show home I'm like where is all of your shit where's all your junk where where's where is it where's the stuff even the man drawer is is kind of tidied and labeled and in separate you know little compartments I'm very jealous of those people and I'm also really jealous of people that have cream sofas you know when they're like they've got these lovely lovely sofas like Roxy Nafusi yeah 
How? How, how has she got happen? that white sofa? I think she's got a plastic bag of crap <laughs> behind her sofa that she just moves around and when she's taking photos, she just pulls it out of shot. I'm sure. When she I'm comes on the podcast, her. we're going to ask her. Yeah, I'm going to call her and then we're going to ask her. That's going to be the first question when she comes back on. Um, but talking of house stuff, we're in full reno as well at the moment. That's all happening. Um, and we've had total, you'll love this, but you know what me and Dozer are like. We're like last decision la- Larry's. Yes. You know, we just make, we, we don't even think about things. We're just like, yeah, sure, let's just go for it. We were obviously choosing paints for our bedroom. When I say choosing paints, we just decided five minutes before we were due to pull the plug on the on the colour. We're like, yeah, we'll just go for card room green on the walls. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> A whole bedroom's been painted with it oh and we're doing God. it again. Oh my God. Not two. Doesn't doesn't nothing matches. Not not matches, but because I don't want to be matchy-matchy, but it, it's like a lovely colour, I think, if you were going to have it as a sitting room or, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know, like a, a dining room or something, but no one has dining rooms these days, but you know what I mean. But like as a bedroom, we like yeah. all the greys, the grey tones, and grey just doesn't work with it, pink doesn't work with it. I'm just like, right, that's it, repaint it. That's going to be, I know, oh, another bloody God. 300 quid, but fuck it, actually. I'm not going to be able to sit in it. I, re- I wake up and I look around and I just go, oh, I don't like it. Do you know what, though? You can make so many mistakes. Like I feel that even with our bedroom colour. Really? It's not quite, yeah, it's not quite right. But luckily, well, hoping we'll be, we'll be leaving. <laughs> yeah, anyway. And honestly, I think in our new house, we're just going to paint everything white. Like I, I actually think we're just going to do that and then have like really lovely like curtains and cushions and so, so you know like oh yeah, yeah bold with all the stuff yeah I don't know anyway well, we'll be documenting it all we still we keep well. mumbling about the fact that we're going to be doing like a house account and I keep getting messages all the time saying you need to set up a house account and I'm like I can barely run my own and made by mamas with your help and obviously I'm just like what I never gonna and happen. also if you follow our home account I feel like you've got to have a lot of patience <laughs> <laughs> Because no, if not. you follow us, it's not going to be like, oh, ding, ding, before and after. It's going to be like before and then like a year later. <laughs> that's how I work. <laughs> What's really great is that I forgot to take a video of our bedroom before and now it's obviously green. But now we're getting to do it again. I get a second shot can, at it. You've got another, oh, There we go. Every cloud. I'm glad Winning. you got your paint colour on. <laughs> uh, right. Listen, let's get into today's podcast um, and let's have a little chat, I guess, around going back to work because this is something that obviously you and I have sort of first-hand experience with and we talk to our guests about it in depth. Yeah, we often get like questions about it, you know, when somebody's returning to work after mat leave and they kind of want some advice, but also just to talk about how they're feeling because it can be a mixed, it can be, it can you can have real mixed feelings around it. I think yep. a lot of people, and they not so many people admit it, they can't wait to get back to work because by whatever time they're going back, they've actually had enough of yep being being parent at home and they want to get back into it and then they feel guilty for that or on mm. the flip side you get people going back and they don't feel ready to go back and maybe yep. they don't want to go back but the finance like their finances mean they have to yeah um how did you feel because you obviously went back to work a lot earlier than I did because I had a you know normal job at the time yes how did I feel um I felt really overwhelmed really not ready 
um, and it was all way too much for me. And I'm grateful to Heart because I obviously came back, did a show, was pumping in the studio, freaked out, cried, barely got through the show and then said, I'll see you in another three months. And they were like, you just take your time. So, but I felt huge pressure to come back. And I think, mm. you know, industry pressure, the pressure that I put on myself, was I going to lose my position? Yeah. Because I, I've seen it happen over the years and I, mm. I and it, and it freaked, and it freaked me out. So yes, a, a real mixed emotions. The second time round, I was really ready and yeah. um, it was the right time and I eased my way back in and I didn't really carry that much guilt around it. And so, yeah, I definitely got it right and then, well, got it wrong and then got it right, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think it was slightly different for me because I had a year off um, when I had Axel and I felt really ready to go back to work. Yes. Um, I was so ready. I had to go back full time at first, which I have to say was pretty, like it was, hor- it was horrible. I, would, I wasn't there to put him to bed. I wasn't really there in the morning when he woke up. Um, but I soon yeah. kind of ironed that out, what, you know, ha- how it could work. But I, I felt so ready and I, and I sort of really loved getting dressed every morning and getting you know getting the train to work and all that kind of stuff and then I really appreciated the weekends and I think that's probably when I started liking being a parent when I had that balance of the two things so it's not all like it it, is not all doom like it's not all doom and gloom going back to work I think it can it can really change your experience for you. Yeah, if you make it work for you, definitely. Yeah. Um, and the, the person that we're chatting to today has got a really interesting journey and a really interesting story about going back to work. She's now a mum of two. And, you know, if you follow her on Instagram, you'll see that she is a thousand miles an hour with her job. She absolutely gives it everything, but she's also a super involved mum and wife and, you know, h- home builder as well. So there is a lot of, of juggling going on in her world, but we, we got some really interesting insights into how she felt when she went Mm. back to work very very early on and made it work as well so let's get into the chat it's a brilliant one who are we talking to today george formula e presenter nikki shields Now, you know how Georgia and I always bang on about how busy we are, the juggle is real, and how do we fit it all in the day? Well, I think today's guest is going to uh, top that by a long, long, (laughs) long mile. Um, TV presenter, um, loves science, tech. I'm just reading her Instagram here, Fast Cars, and she loves her BMW, uh, but it's an i3. She is one of the most well-known faces within this uh, area of presenting, and we love watching it all around legend. Today, we are chatting to Nikki Shields. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Formula E, I should have said in that intro. Formula Formula E. E. Yeah. How are you, Nikki? I'm really well, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, I'm actually just looking forward to I think I'm going to use this as a therapy session, if that's okay with you both. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much what we do every Tuesday and and Friday. So that's fine. (laughs) Can you set the scene for us? Because I think Zoe sort of alluded to the fact that you're a bit of a juggler. And as as we thought, that's exactly what you're doing now. There's, There's a little baby in the corner on about in a bouncer <laughs> what else is going on just quickly say a little hi there look orlando nikki how, how has it how has it been because i mean you you've got arthur who's am i right in thinking he's three he's three exactly yeah just turned three and then orlando three months he's, four a, months he's four and a half months now exactly yeah. so how are you coping and you're working full time uh, well it's really funny because i was thinking ahead i was like god i wonder what we're going to talk about you know on the podcast and the one thing that i just kept thinking about was the juggle and george you obviously you've already mentioned that it's like that is just all i'm doing constantly <laughs> it's like the juggle of yeah working, marriage, two children, 
uh, trying to remember to eat and sleep and uh, fit in everything mm. else in between. But no, it's just been, it has been full on. It has been really busy. But I think with all of it, it's like you, um, whatever time you've got, you will always get whatever you need to get done just. <laughs> it's like mm, even getting ready yeah. for this morning. It's like, okay, so we're recording this at 11 a.m. Even getting ready for 11 a.m. was hard. It was just getting, you know, getting Arthur to nursery and getting Orlando ready. But then sometimes by 8 a.m., you've achieved like so much more. So I think you just always get done what you need to get done. And yeah, going back to it. So I, yeah, present um, Formula E, and which is this of electric racing championship. And we don't follow the Formula One um, schedule. We have our own kind of calendar, but basically street circuits all around the world. Uh, I did the first race in Monaco uh, of this uh, after I had Orlando when he was about seven weeks old. So that was pretty full on sort of preparing wow. for that. Seven weeks old. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Little baby. That is so impressive. It's it's weird one because you sort of think, I always remember when someone told me before, obviously I knew I was having Orlando and that his arrival would fall like bang in the middle of the season. I always thought people that went back to work like after three months or something, I was like, you're mad. How on earth can you do that? That's crazy. Mm. But then when you're thrown the challenge and I just, I'd said to work before, it's like, look, I'd like to come back for the Monaco race because it's a European race. I can know, you know, I'd be away for two nights. But obviously, who knows? You don't know what the baby's going to be like. You don't know what the birth's going to be like. You don't know how you're going to be feeling. So I'm pretty much committed. But obviously, let's just take it a day at a time. And they were actually really understanding with that and sort of said, look, we're here for you. We'll support you um, whichever way you want to play this. If you want to come back, wonderful. We'll support you. We'll, you know, if you want to bring Orlando, if you don't, if you need extra help, then just let us know. Did, did it feel like the right thing to do? Yeah. Um, because we hear a lot of, you know, of women going back to work and, you know, some people have sort of strong judgments about the time that you should go yes. back. You know, people saying it should be this, some people saying this. I remember when I went back after Luna, I went back after nine weeks and it was too early for me. I did one show, totally freaked out, said to my boss, I see you in three months I need more time because it didn't feel right yeah. how, how did it feel for you so the first the first race which was Monaco um it did feel right but it was full-on I mean mainly I slightly because I was um ex up until that point I was pretty much exclusively breastfeeding and um I'd like tried him on formula just to make sure that while I was away he would be okay on formula but my problem was I'd sort of forgotten that obviously you have to keep up your expressing while you're away. Yeah. Mm. But when you're, I mean, like every three hours, but like pretty much by the time you've like faffed around, it's like an hour out of your, those three hours. And yeah. I sort of pushed myself to the limit and didn't keep it up for every three hours. And then I got myself in all sorts of trouble um, and ended up basically like with mastitis in the hotel Aww. room in like hot sweats delirious Orlando smiling at me now going <laughs> I was fine at home oh god so it was it was full on but the job itself the work part I loved I didn't obviously go out and experience the fun of Monaco I spent most of my free time in a bathroom in a public toilet um and but all the sort of preparation that had gone into it with the juggle with um child care and finding the right, we had a maternity nurse to look after him. Then obviously the right, who was going to help Mark with Arthur. And there was so much work that went into doing that and organizing that, but that all went really well. And when I came back, it was all fine. And then I think when I came back, I wasn't doing anything for another sort of three weeks or so. 
So I then came back and was like fully mum mode again. Yeah. Enjoyed that. And then I was like, right, I can build up to the next one. I think if I was going back every day, Monday to Friday, it would have been yes. a very different yeah. story. Would it ever have been an option for you to take more time off? Or was that just like- 100%. Not, not even, a, well, it would have, yeah. No, I think again, you know, and some people do. And and actually speaking to other colleagues at Formulary who are going to take the time off, they'll take a lot longer. Um, but I think it's di- they're sort of employed a full time at Formula E, but I mm. I just felt I quite like a challenge. <laughs> I really like my job, and you almost I felt like I'll just give it a whirl, give it a go, and if it doesn't work out, no stress, I won't do it again, you know. And I'll take the rest of the mm. season off. Nick, do you think in like a roundabout way, sometimes when you've got something else to think about, like you had a few days' work to think about, you know, something else on your mind, it helps you stay in touch with who you are because I think so often we lose ourselves after we have a baby I know with my son I took a year off work I didn't think about work and I didn't feel like me I felt like I lost my identity when I had my daughter Gigi we had this podcast and okay I didn't go back to my full-time job straight away but you know Zoe came around with our producer and we were recording an ad in on the floor in the bedroom and it under gave a duvet me, under a duvet and it gave me that little bit of like remember like you've got that you know and and I think in a weird way like you say it made me really appreciate the time when I was with her but because I had that little escape now and again totally um I guess sometimes it's a question particularly you know it's like in in this industry you don't kind of want to you know lose your your spot doing what you do and doing what you love because you never know how things might change with your your position in the in the company going forward or in in the with the tv show whatever um so I felt like yeah I didn't want to sort of give up my spot for a long period of time and I also feel like um it makes me get stuff done. When I've got those days where I don't have that much on and I'm just being mum, I really don't get anything done. <laughs> like I just, the day just sort of like disappears and I've achieved nothing on my to-do list. Whereas I know that in two days time, I've got to go to South Korea. Okay. So if I don't get all of this stuff done, like it's not going to happen. No one else is going to do it while I, while I go away. So it just, it needs mm. to happen. Um, so I almost feel like, yeah, you get a bit more done and when you've got loads to do. What is, what's that phrase? Always ask a busy person ask to get a something busy done. Or person, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it makes me feel sad, but I completely relate to it when you talk about, you know, not wanting to lose your spot. Yeah. Um, we've discussed this a few times and I'm wondering where you think that comes from. Is that something that we are inherently fed as women? Do you think this is something that comes from inside us? Is it is it, is it the, the industry that we're in? Or in fact, is it every single industry when a woman steps out to have a child? <sighs> it is very sad I think that's the the best way of describing it I do unfortunately think it's because it still happens therefore we do I think it's right to be naturally worried even though there is every reinsurance that you don't need to be worried you know formulary again for an example we've always said you know of course your job is always here which is wonderful Um, but at the same time you never know. That's never actually a guarantee. And I think it is a, it's a bit of both. It's society. I think it's the pressure that you put on yourself. And also it's because it does happen. We see it happen all the time. It does. Still. It does. 
it, it therefore we does. have a right to be worried I do think in other industries you feel a little bit more protected so I used to have like a traditional job um in marketing for a big corporation yeah. and I you know I could take a year's mat leave and okay I might have had mat cover and there's always that like oh what if she's better or what if he's better than me or you know what if they like that person more because they can put in more hours because they haven't got kids there's always that but ultimately there is that protection of yeah against your the law. workers rights you, basically yeah, yeah. against the yeah, law yeah, yeah. to not get your job yeah. back okay you might not come back and everyone's like everything's the same but there is that protection but I don't think there is that protection in every industry because if you are and as right. much as that's so wrong and it should like you should feel like that you just don't you, you you don't have that security it's also I feel like actually you don't have that security even if you don't have a baby you know if there's a job I don't know so say there's like um an annual event like for me it would be a car event or whatever or an awards show or whatever um you have to do it every year because the year you don't do it and they'll find someone else to do it because maybe you're on holiday or you just don't fancy it this year the following year they'll just ask this person that did it then you know, you, there's no yeah. sort of loyalty at all in our industry. None at all. No, and actually, and actually, that's a very that's a very kind of poignant statement that there is mm. no loyalty um, actually. And I think it doesn't necessarily happen to men. Um, it happens all the time to women. And I, I've I've actually been feeling it quite a lot recently, where I've got this you know amazing summer of cover in from Amanda Holden. It's been like you know a bit it's a big so kind good of listening. Life. Well done. I, I mean, getting yeah, up. As, I mean, brilliant. you know, got to say, it's me talking about the juggle. You guys have been rocking it as well. I honestly look at everything you do and all on the socials. I'm like, how do you guys do it? And all the outfit changes. I'm like, how do you come up with all the outfit changes? I find that well, so that's the fun bit. That is, that's the good that's bit. That's the fun bit. That's the fun bit. But, but, but going back to the point of feeling, you know, it, it, it's there isn't any guarantee that it will continue to happen. You know, it's not. And I still feel that I can't ever turn anything down. You know, something comes up and I've been a freelance presenter for 20 bloody years. Yeah. There isn't a point. I'm not at the point now where I can go, actually, do you know, what I won't do that I have to go yeah I'll do it because if I don't do it somebody else will (laughs) and they wouldn't look back and go oh hang on a minute because Zoe's been doing it for 10 years we'll get her to no 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 it's just it's it's a very 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 hard area to navigate so um yeah I think I think it's very tricky I think the only thing that I'm just really keeping my fingers crossed is that and now we don't have ageism against us in quite the same way I think you know a few decades ago or not even decades ago a few even years ago I think you know Mm. well oh you're a bit old you're a bit past it we'll just get the new younger person in whereas actually I do think there is something about having now experience yeah you know the industry you know the job and actually it doesn't matter if you're 20 30 40 50 60 fingers crossed anyway that we'll still be doing yeah. our job yeah but when anyone ever writes about us they still put like you know Zoe Harbin 39 why the hell would you age check me I oh. don't give a shit that I'm 39 like I'll yeah. tell you till, but I will tell you why are you yeah. just putting in well why just putting a number next to my name doesn't of any sort of relevance it in be today's the world thing that defines me. you after exactly. your name yeah exactly because yeah. it it's is for everyone to judge oh she's done a lot by the time she's 39 oh she looks all right for 30 yeah, she looks she doesn't look yeah. great yeah. Yeah. what you're 39 though wow <laughs> you're 29 so many of these issues are women's issues though this is the thing isn't it oh. there is such an imbalance and okay yes at the moment the majority of people that birth a child when you know we have had um like a trans person on before but majority of people they are women and yes yeah. there is some element of recovery but it is still this 
problem that we talk about and it is mostly women that we're talking to about this we don't when we have dads on this podcast no matter whether they are you know the breadwinner in their house or they're not it's still this thing this issue we only seem to speak to women about men don't seem Mm. to have it the one thing that annoys me is that obviously women generally get paid less um and the amount of extra work that goes into, okay, I'll take it from the first experience, obviously, from Formula E, the amount of extra work that I have to do to get myself to the racetrack compared to what the guys have to do. The guys, they pack the same white t-shirt and blue jeans for every single race. They may cut their hair once every six months. <laughs> you know? Like all that extra preparation, obviously, you know, particularly, and in fact, it's not even in a um, in a sort of presenting role. I think all women want to do it or can want to do it. Um, it's that sort of amount of work that has to go into the presentation just to actually arrive to start your day at 9am or whatever time. It's a huge amount of work. It's a huge amount of money. It's like a massive cost that we have mm. to outlay. It's completely expected of us now. Um, yeah. And yet we get paid less. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. If you take it away from, you know, what you and I do and George, you know, and you just take it into sort of everyday life, if we, because I had this theory the other day, I was like, if we just stopped doing all of the stuff at home, like I, I'm really lucky because Dodger yeah. and I have a very kind of 50-50 yeah. balance at home, you know, he does certain jobs, I do certain jobs, he's very involved with the kids, he does, you know, he, he it's very much straight down the middle with lots of things. But there was a period that we went through that it was like, well, hang on a minute. If I just stopped doing all the stuff, how would the house run? So I just stopped doing the washing. I was like, I'm just not fucking doing this anymore. I haven't got time to do it. And he just did it. So <laughs> nice. I think as women, we do also take on all of the responsibility for everything. Georgia, you've spoken about this with James before, that you've written down a list of things that you have to do and a list of things that he... And it's like, you know... But a lot of it like, is stuff that... Like, I was actually talking to a friend to about it the weekend. It's stuff that they wouldn't do. Like, so say, for instance, like planning trips out... They just wouldn't go anywhere. Like, and, and, and it wouldn't I matter. I totally agree with that. It wouldn't matter. He wouldn't. He they would not plan. The like, at some point, surely. <laughs> they would be playing in the garden. They'd go to the park. They'd do all the simple things. Like, like you don't have to, doesn't take any planning. Whereas I'm the one who wants to take it one step further. And that's my own thing. Like, that's, mm. I don't need him to do that. That's just on me. Yeah. Mm. But I, I, I take your point, though. I mean, if I need to get up to work at 9am, I need to be up at six. My husband can get up at like, I know, 10 to nine and be ready for work. So really he should do all of the stuff with the kids in the morning. Exactly. They've got more time on their hands <laughs> as well. You're right. Um, no, I mean, so to be to be fair, actually, Mark, my husband is amazing. Like there is absolutely zero way I would be able to go back to work um, if he hadn't have well, and, and isn't currently just like so involved. He's been massively thrown in at the deep end. He wasn't, you know, he never held a baby before we had Arthur. But of course, you're thrown in. I'm going away. So you're just going to have to step up. And he's been brilliant. He's amazing. Like a great hands-on mm. dad. Um, and so many of our friends are like, oh my God, my husband could never do that. It's like, well, because they've never had the opportunity to because mm-hmm. you've been there for every day of that baby's life. So how can the husband get involved? You know, particularly if you were breastfeeding, for example, you know, they might be able to help change a dirty nappy, but, you know, ultimately we know that's like one of the millions of things that has to get done. Um, so mm. I think being sort of thrown into the deep end and actually giving them the, the responsibility, the control is just amazing. And I've really actually noticed a difference with Arthur and Orlando because Mark was thrown at the deep end with Arthur um, and he was kind of left at home just with Arthur, the two of them 
working stuff out together <laughs> and they have a really, really close bond. With Orlando, because Mark's so focused on Arthur, Orlando's like my baby, you know, I'm looking after him 99% of the time. So I feel like Arthur, uh, that Mark hasn't bonded in the same way with Orlando as he did with Arthur, mm-hmm. which makes mm-hmm. me a little bit sad because I feel like they don't get the chance to really hang out together, the two of them that much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he probably is, we're probably not going to have another baby. So you kind of think, oh, it's, it's sort of a bit of a, a missed opportunity here. Um, so I think... Yeah, basically coming back to the point that, you know, dads can 100% do it, but you've just got to either push them into it, let, let them, them kind of almost yeah, leave them, them do it. it. It's, it's mm. you know, it's 100% worse. If if I'm at home and I say, oh, look after Orlando, then I'm obviously a complete control freak. And then I'm like, why have you put him in those clothes? They're really weird. And why has his nappy leaked? Did you not do the nappy up tight enough? And why did he not finish his bottle? And, you know, just like really annoying. Um, so consequently, of course, he doesn't want to look after Orlando because I'm like <laughs> a nagging wife. Control freak Nikki Shields. We'll be right back after this short break. 
with his parents or seeing our friends because we've got some friends that live down where his parents are as well, which was fab and really lovely. Consequently, though, I still have not really spent any time with my husband (laughs) because we've been with family or friends. So I do feel like as soon as I've only got one race left of the season and then I've got one other sort of big weekend down at Silverstone. So from sort of mid-September onwards, I feel like we really need to go away, just the two of us and just, or just even go out for dinner. This is just not, that has not been a priority for the last four months. The, The only time we got to really sort of have a lovely time actually was when Orlando was two for the first two weeks of Orlando's life when he was born Mark took two weeks off um paternity and Arthur was at nursery or he was with my parents and it was just really lovely we just kind of just went on walks pub lunches we went to the cinema on the day and it was just the three of us in this little sort of bubble I was gonna say that's actually a really good piece of advice for any sort of expectant parents listening is that in those first couple of weeks, when the baby is sleepy, yes, you are trying to get to know things, but it is actually a really nice time to just mm. chill and just do things, the two of you, and talk about how you're feeling and what's going on. Because like you say, like you know, once work comes back into play, that can get ignored. So it, it is actually a really good time. Yeah, um, and, and I feel like particularly once you've got your second as well, that that little like cocoon, that little bubble that you're in, I think has sort of popped quite quickly because you're, you know, you're back into life looking after a toddler. There's no time to just chill and be at home and just coo at your baby. You're back into things, taking him to nursery, taking him to activities, being busy. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I just really, I just wish it had been for longer in a way. It's two weeks just wasn't long enough, <laughs> but yeah. it was a lovely time. No, it goes like that, doesn't it? Where you just, yeah, you long, you long for, you long for more time, please, more time off. And then some people don't even get any, any, like Dozza went straight back. I cannot yeah. believe I actually did that. Literally the day after Luna was born, he just, he was like, okay, I'm soft to training. I was like, no, don't you dare. He's like, I bye. Know. I was like, I don't know how to keep a baby alive. I don't know what I'm doing. I haven't got a clue. It's crazy, isn't it? How we just figure it out, but we do. We it do. is absolutely. We do. And you said you said that you're not going to have any more, or is it a maybe, oh, or is it? A- just, it's so like it's strange that I'm really thinking about it. I think because if we did have a third, I'd probably want them relatively close together. Although I feel like the reason it's been relatively straightforward with Orlando is because there's almost a three year age gap which has been quite good because Arthur's, you know, he's walking, talking, potty trained in a bed. He's like a little independent man now. He kind of understands everything. Whereas if we did the sort of, you know, two under two or what, you know, really close in age, I think that would have been quite stressful and quite full on because you've you've effectively got two babies. So I don't know if we went for a third, ah, I would love to go for a third. Oh, the beginning of this chat? No way. End of this yeah, chat. now. Love to go for a third. <laughs> You're definitely having a third. <laughs> and I don't know if you feel the same. I just doubt my capabilities as a mother. Could I Could I be a good mum for a third child? I don't know. Oh, I have those thoughts all the time. Mm. I mean, I literally spend the entire time thinking, today is going to be the most perfect afternoon with, with our kids. I do We're going to do this. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> no one's going to shout. Everyone's going to get on. And then five minutes into it, I'm like, stop yelling at each other. Oh my gosh, Kit Luna. I mean, they're going through a stage where all they do is fight, pull each other's hair, kick and scream. So I actually, I actually think that when you chuck, by the way, when you chuck a third one, 
one into the mix. It's just another referee. It's just another person to come and tell you what they're getting up to in the other room or get involved in all the, you know, the wrestling. So look, Nikki, you know, two's madness, three not not much different don't even you don't even notice because like we I have those days like when I you know I have my day with Arthur like on a Thursday and it's like I get so excited and it's all gonna be wonderful and beautiful and we're gonna have the best day ever and of course you know we have had an argument by the time breakfast is finished because he's thrown his porridge on the floor (laughs) Um, are there any parts of parenting that you absolutely love and are there any parts that you really struggle with that reminds me of actually one of the things I really I, I love and I hate is like bedtime at the moment with Arthur. I find so stressful because I'm trying to keep to a schedule. <laughs> you know, I want to have him in bed at 7.30 because then I get my evening. But I feel like it's good routine to have him in bed by 7.30. So I set this stupid deadline. And then ultimately it becomes really stressful. So then he, when he doesn't want to get in the bath, you have a fight about that. Then he doesn't want to get out of the bath. We have a fight about that. And he doesn't want to get into his bed. So we have a fight about what story he's going to have. And some, because I'm constantly like, you're taking too long. You're taking too long. You're taking too long. You're taking too long. Like, hurry up, hurry up. And then other times I'm just like, oh, sod it. He can go to bed whenever. Then obviously it's much more fun. Yeah, he ends up in bed at nine. But we have a really lovely time. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the preamble to that is that obviously being three, they don't understand what sort of day you've had. Yeah. So they, they you know, they get to bedtime and they, you know, they know they've got to have a bath and do all that. They're not listening. You know, you're if if you're at a tipping point where you're feeling like I'm quite empty already, I'm quite exhausted, I've had X, Y, and Z go, go. It's like you say to them, get in the bath eight times, and by the end of it, it's like get in the bath and I do it every single night I'm like I expect this really lovely moment where we're like having a little water fight and you know telling stories of our day but actually it's like right get in teeth I've started like making them brush their teeth in the bath now let's go let's go sometimes I don't even sit stay in the bathroom I sit outside and just let them crack on with it <laughs> and I just stick my head in I just stick you my okay? head in I'm like everyone, everyone right? okay no one's drunk oh great but then I feel guilty when I get into bed I think oh I should have just sat with them and watched them because they're not going to be this age forever no Georgia no do not feel guilty about that okay it's fun for a while and then it's just slightly tedious yeah yeah what's the right thing to do like I know there is no right or wrong but I'm like you know maybe I'm setting up a bad habit that I'm making bath time stressful every every night maybe we should have a bath every other night maybe and you just question all of these things maybe they don't need to wash I don't know the bedtime the bedtime thing in some houses I'm sure works like a dream in other houses it it, it is not like that so that's fine Nikki, we're with you. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Don't enjoy parks, don't enjoy bedtime. No, we hate the park. Okay. <laughs> if the park has got booze, that's fine. We're fine with that. Those little champagne, we, we can do straw pedos. Yeah, we, we can do park. that. Yeah. Yeah. I have been known yeah. to bring the little like baby cooler with gin and tonics in. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Great. Come to our park. Nikki, we always like to ask our guests the best piece of advice that they've ever been given by um by anyone or the piece of advice they would give to a new parent. You probably get completely overwhelmed with advice now um particularly with instagram as well i think just follow your gut do your own thing and don't worry about what everyone else is doing just you are going to be the best parent for your baby um, and follow your own path the one that you work out with them and enjoy it just enjoy because it goes so quickly if only I could take my own advice. <laughs> yeah. As you are like right in the in the mix of the early days, I guess again, 
any products that you're loving at the moment or new things that you found second time round or things that you just couldn't live without? I mean, the bouncer, the baby beyond bouncer literally could not live without it. Arthur loves a little kick on his play mat, but 10 minutes and he's over it. But the bouncer, honestly, this is why I can do this podcast now. <laughs> this has allowed me to do work calls while he's at home. And um, he just absolutely loves it. So the bouncer, white noise, cannot live without white noise. Um, that's also a great sort of settler in the evening. Wh- which ones do you use? Do you have a white noise machine or do you use um, do you use it off your phone or iPad or whatever? I use, is it you and the sheep? You and the sheep. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've, uh, yes. we've taken the guts out of Ewan uh, and we just use the box because Ewan is actually quite a big sheep. He's uh, rather chunky um, and it's quite a pain to carry around. So we've just taken the little white noise box out. doesn't look as cute, not as fluffy, but quite convenient because you can just shove it in your change bag or wherever you go. Brilliant. Um, so white noise is Brilliant. great. Also the yo-yo because I do like driving to lots of places. <laughs> I tend to drive and then go for a walk rather than walk from our house. Um, so I put the yo-yo in the car all the time. I'm always packing it up and putting it in the booster car, which I find super easy. And I love, they've now changed the um, carry cot, which is really nice. So it's like a proper carry cot yeah. that you can put on the yo-yo. Brilliant. So it just feels a bit more substantial, I think, when you've got a newborn. The LV breast pump, couldn't live without the Oh, LV. yeah. I mean, I genuinely could. I, it would either have been, I'm going to stop breastfeeding or I will stop going to work. Because if if we didn't have the LV, because the other pumps, like the proper old school feel like a milking cow, noisy, just feels the most unsexy moment of your life ever. Ah, so he's doing noise. a robot dance. Oh, I'm going to feed Oh, no, no. Nightmares, nightmares. And you can just see through this like clear little cone things that your poor nipples are being destroyed forevermore. I'm like, oh, oh I'll never get that image out of oh, my head. Oh, my God, I, thought, I wish I could unsee it. Awful, awful. But yeah, the LV, I honestly, best invention in the world ever. You literally just pop it in your bra. I have worn it, and I've told my colleagues this after, I've had, I've wearing, been wearing it at Formula E races when we've been on conference calls, like in our production off- office with like all the teams sitting next to me. I've worn it on flights, um, yeah. going for a walk, like whenever you can just actually chuck it in. Love that. And um, just before we say goodbye, the I would just like to ask the TV show that we obviously we see you doing your Formula E, but the one TV show that you would like to do that there's a chance we might see you doing. Well, there's no chance of me doing it, but I'd love to do Top Gear. Well, there is. What do you mean? There's no chance of you doing oh, it? You'd be bloody brilliant. I don't know. You they, would. Just seem, they just seem to like three men. Let's change that. Anyone <laughs> listening? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Nikki. Yeah, I mean, God. That would be fun. Thanks, Nikki. Um, thank you so much for coming on. What an absolute treat. Go put your feet up, please. Oh, and yes. have a rest. Thank you. I've just, oh, actually, so just a, a few tips. So I need to sort out five outfits. They've got to arrive by Wednesday morning before I catch my flight. How do I do that? <laughs> oh, this is genuine. I'll call you about this after you. <laughs> no, thank right, you guys. Thanks, it's been Nikki. an absolute dream. Oh, so nice to chat to you both. <sighs> absolute legend legend. I know and you just gosh you hear about people you know going back to work and pumping in all different situations and scenarios but in such a like fast-paced environment like literally like (laughs) e-cars yeah um, you you just can't you know you can't imagine that that's all going on behind the scenes you know the 
the presenter is pumping in the loo somewhere. Hats off to her. Yeah. Hat, like, hats off to her. You know, be, being in a, in a situation where you, you really are in the sort of early throes of motherhood mm-hmm. and then having to go back and have to think so fast on your feet doing live presenting and interviewing people left, right and centre and then hosting live events with the drivers. It is seriously hardcore. She's mm-hmm. done so, so well. I mean, what, what a great example she's setting for her kids, you know, just brilliant. Love her. Absolutely. Yeah, really yeah. loved that chat. As always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and follow the podcast if you've got time. Yeah, please do. And do tag us in your pictures how and where you're listening because we love to see them. Um, if you have got any suggestions for guests that you'd like to hear from, please drop us a DM. We're on at Made by Mummers on Instagram and we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.